So we're looking at healings and miracles. This morning we're looking at the story of Jesus and the blind man, Bartimaeus. And we're gonna, we'll read that through together first and we'll just explore it a bit and see what God's saying. The story is, it's in Mark, Matthew and Luke, but we're going to look at the Luke side of the story. So let's just read it together. As he drew near to Jericho, Jesus, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked rebuked him, telling him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and asked him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Who wants to see a bit more? So, just before this story, in it's chapter 18, just before it, we have a story of Jesus when he meets the rich young ruler. And this is a young guy, very wealthy. He, he's got a lot of things. He says, I've been following your commandments um, since I was a young boy. What more do I need to do to inherit full life, to inherit the kingdom? And Jesus looked at him and he Spiritually, he, could, he knew this man and he knew what it was that he needed to take or to give up to really encounter the freedom of, of God's glory. And he said, go and get rid of all your things and give, to the, give it to the people that need it. And he didn't like that idea. He had a lot of things that he loved and he, he, was, he wanted the fullness of the kingdom. When Jesus saw something about his heart that he knew just needed releasing so that he could really encounter the fullness of Jesus, he turned away and he decided, actually, no, I don't want that. That's too much. Okay. So, and then we step into the story of Bartimaeus, who has nothing. He's on the side of the street. And in in the Greek, when it said he cried out, Jesus, son of Nazareth, that was literally, he was shrieking at the side of the, sh- at the street. He was shouting out above the people again and again, Jesus, have mercy on me. Um, and when Jesus hears him, he stopped. And, you know, people were being like, oh, be quiet, be quiet. And blind man at the side of the street, when Jesus heard him, he probably already knew what this man would want. He doesn't want to be blind. Um, So he could have said, oh yeah, man over there, be healed. But actually he said to the people who were initially rebuking him, he said, go and get him, bring him to me. And so they went up and they said, oh, cheer up, Jesus wants you. So they took him to Jesus. And now the blind man and Jesus are face to face. Jesus could have gone and crept down on the floor, but he brings him up and he's face to face. And when he gets there... He says to him, what do you want me to do for you? And as I said, he could have just seen what was wrong and thought, oh yeah, I'll heal you. you." But Jesus invited him into a conversation with him. What I, what the kind of the overall message that I want to share this morning is that the healing is important and great, 
But really, the most important thing is the relationship that we share with Jesus. He wants our heart before the healing. So we, we have the healing to, as a way of encountering Jesus, okay? And what I want to say is, when we see miracles and healing, and when we don't, Jesus is still pursuing us. We were just singing in the song, something, I can't remember the words right now, but something along the lines of when, okay, I can't think right now. So the kingdom is coming. God has a plan, okay? So we've just finished a series looking at the Bible as a whole and how all the little pieces fit together. Um, When we see a healing, a miracle, and then when we're praying and we don't, that plan is still going to come to be. And the kingdom is still coming. Okay, so I'm just going to go back to that moment when Jesus is standing face to face with the blind man. And he said, hey, what do you want me to do? And you know how Jesus only did what his father was doing and what he um, wanted him to do. Last week we heard Graham speaking and we were, we were focusing on how the Holy Spirit worked with our affections. And when we were, um, if we feel a certain way about something or someone comes to mind to then pray for it. And you can almost imagine in this moment, Jesus and Bartimaeus face to face, and the Father is like, ah, oh, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for him to meet Jesus. And when he says, what is, is it that you want me to do? And he says, I want to see, Lord. And you can almost hear the Father like, yes, I want that too. And then it comes and the healing comes. And one thing that I think is really cool is when he was shrieking at the side of the road, he was already declaring Jesus a saviour. He was saying, Lord, saviour, like have mercy on me. So in a sense, spiritually, he could already see. He was already partway there. Spiritually, he was being saved by just calling out, Jesus, have mercy on me. In comparison to the rich man who said, who kind of said, I've been following all these commandments. What do I need to do, teacher? This blind man, Jesus, have mercy on me. Um, And then he says, and then he he heals his sight. And he says, "Um, "Your, your faith has made you well. So I'll tell you a story. I, so a few years ago at uni, I had a friend and she had a migraine for a week. She knew I was a Christian, she wasn't. And she came into my room one day and she was like, oh, Steph, if only there was something that could heal this migraine. Like I've tried paracetamol and painkillers and everything. And um, this was her way of asking me to pray for her. She wants to say it directly. She said, oh, if only there was a way. So I was like, oh, should I pray for you? She was like, yeah, okay. Sat down and she was ready. And so I prayed for her very simply. What I said to her was to show you how much Jesus loves you. He's going to heal your head right now. And I hadn't actually prayed like that before. That was my like, okay, go for it. Because I could have just been like, oh, Jesus, if you would come and maybe heal her head. But I said to show you that Jesus really loves you. Because we, we'd had conversations about Jesus before. To show you now that he loves you, he's going to heal your head and the migraine's going to go. And, and I was like, so anything? She was like, no, I'm still there. She's kind of moving her head around, still there. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to pray again. And I probably prayed again the same, slightly different wording to show you how much he really loves you. He's going to take the migraine away now. And then there was silence and she stood up. And I was like, so, you know, what does it feel like now? Do you feel anything? And she was walking around the room, like shaking her head like this. 
And I was like, well, tell me, like, what's happening? Do you feel something you don't? And she was like, that is crazy. It's completely gone. Completely gone. After a week, she was trying things. And I was like, oh, do you see it now? Like, Jesus loves you. He's just shown you. Do you believe him now? She was like, no. <laughs> so I, I don't know why that happened like that. He showed her the miracle. He said very clearly to her, I love you. But she chose not to see him in that moment. She didn't receive her sight. When Jesus offers, receive, receive my sight, your sight. She had that migraine gone, but she didn't receive Jesus. I don't know. So I, I want to be honest about something. Okay. When the email came round, and it's going to be speaking about healings, I felt really annoyed. I felt really angry. And then when I first um, heard, so I wasn't here when Sim first opened up the series, but I listened on Spotify, press play, and as I pressed play, before he even opened his mouth, that same feeling came back. I felt annoyed. It was like I was angry on the inside, and I was thinking, why is this? It's not, nothing to do with Sim. I like Sim, <laughs> and I enjoy speaking, but it was this anger inside me, so I was like, okay, what, what is it there that I need to deal with or bring up? And I realized it was just because it was just from a confusion in me as to why we saw, we read in the New Testament, Jesus healing again and again and again, and now Jesus is still alive. He's at work in us. He's here among us. We pray for each other. We don't always see it. I don't understand. There's no formula. And I realized I was really angry about that. So what, what I, the truth that I want to speak today is that in those moments of us not getting that answer to prayer that we want, the Lord is still doing something that we don't see. In those moments when we pray for something and the miracle doesn't happen, he is still loving and pursuing that person, whether it's you praying for yourself or someone else. He is always pursuing us closer and closer. Like ever since the fall of man, his intent, God's intention is for us to be back in that intimate place with him, really connected and to know that we are sons and daughters of him, of his and to continually, he's pulling us closer, come closer, I love you. So in those moments when we don't see a miracle, there's almost easily we could feel disappointed. Oh, okay, don't worry. Okay, fine. We'll try again tomorrow. But actually, Jesus is still there and he's still hearing. But for some reason, it hasn't happened just yet. So we need to ask, okay, in the meantime, God, what are you saying what is it you want to show me? The kingdom is always coming. He's always pulling us closer. And it's not always through a physical healing that that will happen in the best way. So when it's not happening and we don't understand and we feel confused or disappointed, we actually want to be remembering the Father's heart and remembering what he is doing and that he does have a plan and that he has loved us from the beginning of time and he sees it all. And when I, when I was preparing for this morning, there was a scripture I kept coming back to and the Holy Spirit kept bringing up. And I'm about to read it, and I found that it's actually 
a really good summary of the story of the blind man. Okay, so this is Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. So this man sitting on the side of the road, Jesus passes, seek him while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wrongdoer abandon his way of life and the unrighteous man abandon his unrighteous thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. The next bit, so to me, that is a perfect reflection of Jesus healing Bartimaeus. The next bit, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are, my, are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my, my ways higher than your thoughts. Jesus, like God knew we'd be confused. He knew that we would be praying for things and not see what we wanted to see. He, he expected a conf- we'd be confused. So all the way through scripture, he's saying this message, he's saying this message, I know what I'm doing. My ways are higher than yours. We, our brains, we're not God and we don't see what he's doing and we don't see the overall plan. But we can trust him when we don't see and when things, it looks like it's not going the way we want it to or I thought God wanted this to happen but it hasn't happened so why is he being different this time and not listening? He is always listening. So this I'm about to play something for you. It's, but I'll just describe this picture first. This is from a story, and there's a man and the Holy Spirit, and they're in this garden, and he's like, the man is like, why is it so messy? It's very overgrown. It's so, yeah, very messy. What, what is this? And she said, the Holy Spirit said, no, it's actually really beautiful. This is, this is your heart. And when the camera panned back then... So here you can see it's all overgrown. It pans back and you can see the patterns. They were within it. He couldn't see. All he could see was the mess of the garden. But from a distance, you see this beautiful picture, this beautiful pattern. And to illustrate the same thing, so the point is, with, from our eyes, our sight, we don't always see what it is that God's doing or saying. It doesn't make sense. But he sees the whole thing. He sees it all. He knows what he's doing. So what we're about to play for you is another illustration of this, which blows my mind. Um, it's two recordings o- laid over the top of each other. One is a recording of crickets, just you know, normal crickets that we hear. And the other is the same recording, but slowed right down. There's nothing else being played. There's no no other music. This is just the sound, that cricket sound we hear, we're so used to, slowed right down. And this is what's happening. This beautiful symphony sound. It blows my mind.
It's not crazy. Thanks. So just, that's just illustrating the point. All we hear is those crickets. God's timing, he's outside of time, right? He sees what's happening. That's what he hears. When we hear the little, he hears that amazing song. It's the same thing when we're praying. Something doesn't quite happen. If we maybe, if we pan back and saw from God's perspective, he's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. What else is happening in that moment before the healing comes? There's something else actually that in the grand scheme of things, in God's plan and his desire for us to be really close and in that same place when they're walking in the garden, that same intimacy, unashamed, no fear, he's constantly bringing us back to that place, back to that place. But it might not happen with a healing like that. But he knows how it can happen better. So he'll do that. God isn't passive or indecisive. Okay. Um, boldness. So going back to Bartimaeus, he is shrieking at the side of the road. And that shows us, yeah, there's, there's a certain boldness that can only come from a place of desperation. Um, boldness can come from many different places, many reasons, but desperation, I think it's safe to say, is one of the main things that can bring boldness out in someone. And I, I don't know if this is prophetic for somebody, but I'm going to just say this. I'm just thinking of a reoccurring, either a re- reoccurring illness or pain um, or something that's been long-lasting. I think when you're praying for something or wanting something and it, you're fed up and frustrated because it's still there, it's still there, it's very normal for us just to put a cap on our annoyance to keep the peace among our family or close people. But Jesus isn't afraid of our anger and desperation. And when we're really fed up and annoyed, he wants you to bring that to him and not allow it to put a distance between you and him. So rather than seeing Jesus as not hearing and not answering your prayer, bring that annoyance to him because he's not afraid of it. That doesn't put him off at all. So that, that boldness that comes, God, come and heal me, don't put a cap on that. If you feel desperate, rightly so, continue to take that to Jesus. He wants you close. He wants to embrace you and to hold you when there is a healing and when there isn't. I don't understand. I mean, we don't, we don't know. There's no formula. But God knows what he's doing. Bring that boldness. Bring that desperation, that annoyance. That's okay. Bring it to Jesus and allow him to work through it with you. And then he'll help you to see maybe what it is he's doing. So Sim spoke a little bit about prophetic imagination and I want to just tap into that a little bit. What is it, when we're prophesying, what is it that's happening? Um, so we're expressing the Father's heart and his love to, it could be us or to someone we're praying for. We are building them up in faith and in love. And when, when it comes to imagining in our minds what it is we want to see, remember Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, I want to see. When we're praying... Jesus is asking us, what do you want me to do for you? And we get to ask him for things. And when 
Yeah, so when, when we are praying for something, we get to... It's not just that we're throwing requests to a distant God, but he is face-to-face. Remember, Jesus called him face-to-face. And the Father is saying, what do you want me to do for you? He already knows what we need, but he wants us to be in that constant conversation with him because he wants us closer and closer. What do you want me to do for you? He's serving us. He's a servant king. What can I do for you? And I think when we're imagining, okay, I think sometimes we just think, let's, let's think of illness. Um, there's a certain pain, for example, that pain I want gone. What if in praying we started to imagine what things could be like if that pain wasn't there? What could life be like if it wasn't there? What are you imagining? It's a fuller life. And rather than being like, okay, I'm over here, that's what I want, and God being over here, okay, yeah, that looks great. Actually, he is dreaming that up with you. And he's saying, yeah, I love you, that's what I want as well. So I wonder if we just, why don't we just do that now, if just close your eyes or not, if just bring to mind something, it could be for yourself or for someone you've been praying for, if there's an illness um, or an ache or pain or something. And rather than, rather than you know, requesting that that thing is gone, start to imagine that person or yourself without that. So what the outcome of what it is you're praying for, what does that look like? And now just remember that that is exactly what the Father wants because he made us to live a full life to live life in all its fullness. We weren't intended to have sickness. That wasn't the way it was meant to be. And when we're suffering, you know, we spoke earlier about Jesus' compassion. He feels that. And so in whatever you're picturing or imagining now, just continue to remember that that's God's intention. Maybe in your mind you're running or, um, I don't know, that is your, your intention is for you to be, to know fullness in Jesus. Ephesians 3. Now to him who's able to do far more abundantly than all we could ask or think, according to the power at work within us. So exactly what you're, you're picturing right now, that's your prayer. He can do even more than that, more than you could imagine. And it's going to come in his timing. So he wants you to see that he is working, he is loving, but it's not always happening in timing that we understand. It could do, but not always. But that's still good. And in the meantime, that anger or frustration is something that he relates with. He was God as man on earth. He had all those feelings. The humanity of Jesus, he had all those feelings. He knows it, he sees it, and he knows it. And he wants to join you in that place rather than it being something that distances you from him because we don't understand, but actually he wants to join us in that place of not understanding. I, th- this is all I have. I, this was, the main message was just that God wants us to understand. He wants us to see that he is always working. He is continuing to love you and love you and calling you back, calling you closer, closer, closer. When we get a miracle like that, yeah, great, glorify God. And when we don't. He's not any less loving in that moment when we didn't get that miracle answered than when we see it straight away. 
So, and he wants us to receive that. So in your heart right now, just open up your heart to know, to choose to be okay with not understanding his timing. Can we be okay with that? Or, like the wealthy young ruler, there's one thing that actually, actually, no, I'm going to keep my distance because I don't like that particular thing. Yeah, why don't you do some ministry? Where's Rach? Can we have some little key playing? Because <laughs> it's always nice. And I think music helps. So while we're just we're still in this moment, I guess there are a few things, a few things to acknowledge. So one, he wants us to receive. You know, he said to Bartimaeus, "Receive your sight," and he had it. Or when I prayed for my friend, she didn't receive it. Are our hearts open and wanting to receive what it is that God has for us? Or is there something that actually, like the rich, rich young ruler, it makes us think, mm, I'm not okay with that, I don't like it, actually, and not take Jesus' instruction and his freedom. So just now, just in the quietness of your, your heart, just be thinking, is there something that I can relate to? And Jesus is saying, receive it. Receive my goodness. Receive my friendship. Um, and there was something else that came up. Oh, yeah, how before when I was feeling angry, and I didn't really know why, when the recording of Sim was playing and I suddenly felt angry, and it wasn't Sim. Remember, I just... It's important to acknowledge sometimes when we do feel physical emotion, it's not always about the thing that's right in front of us. I wasn't annoyed at Sim, but in my heart there was something that I was really angry about. But it came out in that moment as... Annoyed because the series is healing or annoyed because Sim's speaking. That wasn't it. There was something deeper in my heart and I felt angry about it. So just take this moment now also to ask yourself, is there, do you feel annoyed about something? I'm speaking up here. Are you sitting there feeling angry at me? It might not be me. It might be. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Talk to me if you want. But it might be that there's something deeper actually and God's saying, you know, when, when we feel um, a pain, that's our body telling us there's something wrong. When I felt that anger, that was my body telling me there was something wrong. Okay, so I'm acknowledging that. What is it, Jesus? <laughs> so there are two things. Just to open your heart to receive his goodness and receive what he has for, for you in his timing and to receive <coughs> revelation light remember that picture of the garden it was all overgrown he was like oh this is messy what, what is this surely you should keep this tidy but pan back and it was all in the right place didn't look like it it panned back and it was this beautiful fractal image and remember about the crickets all we hear is that annoying cricket sound pan back a bit God hears this amazing symphony he wants you to see that he is continuously caring and good and healing and his, will, his kingdom is coming every day. We go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. When there's a miracle that happens in a moment and when it takes a little bit longer. Glory to glory to glory. Um... 
And there's a verse that says, though on the outside I'm wasting away, on the inside I'm being renewed day by day by day. On the outside, when things are wrong, we're praying and things aren't functioning in the way they should be physically, are we still receiving that full life of Jesus? Are we still acknowledging that he is reigning and ruling and he is good? Though on the outside I'm wasting away, on the inside I'm being renewed day by day by day because I'm continuously going back to him and bringing it to him and acknowledging him. Why don't you just put our hands on our eyes right now? Just a prophetic act. God, I want to see. I want to see Jesus. And he says, receive your sight. It's your faith that makes you well. Yeah, Jesus, we receive. And God, we're also really sorry for the times that um, we haven't understood what you're doing and we've taken it on ourselves to, you know, when we think it should be happening. sorry for not trusting you in that moment that you, you do know what you're doing actually and I just pray also that um, there's a, um, a spirit of discernment when we are praying to hear God's voice and what he is doing um because as Joe said earlier, sometimes we're praying for something and the answer we get back is something different. But he knows. He knows what the best thing is in the grand scheme of things. God wants us for us to leave this room feeling a little freer. Um, You know, when you feel a bit lighter on your feet. So what he's doing right now is just lifting that disappointment or anger or whatever it is that I'm sure in everyone right now there's something different happening, whether you know it or not. Um, And he's lifting a heaviness. And they'll be like, you can just breathe a bit easier. That's, that's what he wants for today. Everyone's going to leave. Whether you feel it or not, he's lifting something that wasn't meant to be there and he's blocking, getting the blockage out of the way, helping you see. And you can breathe a bit easier. 
because we don't need to strive when we're praying. Just rest and abide in him. Because the moment we start to strive and try to make something happen, that's like we're taking on ourselves then to make the miracle happen and that's not how it works. just give it back to him all we can do is abide in him rest in him and be persistent he asks us to be persistent as well keep praying he knows what he's doing and we have the privilege of Jesus to join us in those moments of us not understanding site.